Welcome again to the Embracing Chaos podcast. Oh my goodness, you guys. I am so excited to be here and to just pick up the mic again. I This is going to look a lot different um, and we'll get to that in just a second, but man, we had a pandemic. We had um, a baby, a baby girl and what else happened? Oh, I wrote a book. <laughs> so life's been crazy. And I know it has for all of you. Um, so this episode, when I interviewed Anna, she is a sweet soul and has been through quite a bit. And I cannot wait for you to listen to this interview. But this is going to be the last episode of these testimonies where I interview random women just like you and hearing their stories and voices um, on this podcast. And now we are going to switch it up. And we are going to do five to 10 minute podcasts of encouragement, a devotion, something I'm learning, a lesson, motivation, something that's going on, um, and just make it a fun five to 10 minute podcast episode. So without further ado, here is my interview with Anna, and I'm just so excited for you guys to check it out. Well, hey, Anna, so glad to have you on here today. I'm so excited. Yay! For those of you listening, we've actually never met again. This is another one of those um, connections through Instagram. Actually, Anna just moved to where I used to live. So we keep crossing paths because she used to live in the South and now I'm here and someday we will be reunited. Yes. One <laughs> day. actually be really cool. But I just want to jump in and I would love for you to tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay. So I am Anna Bay, um, super Southern. I actually go by Anna Bay and I am married to Keith. He is, we are an Air Force family and we are, like she said, currently in Colorado Springs. I am from Alabama. We moved from Georgia. So it's been a whirlwind of the last like six years. And we have a little boy named Sawyer. He is two and some change and keeps me on my toes. He is absolutely crazy. And I love it. Um, so I stay at home with him and I'm also a health and fitness coach, um, faith and fitness really. And I do that online with my girls and I absolutely love it. It's something that I'm super passionate about and get to do at home while also, you know, saving on that daycare and right. staying at home with my little man at the same time. I feel like for you, did you always want to stay home? No. Okay. Like I was so determined. I was in grad school for substance abuse counseling. Um, and I was determined, like, I will not be a stay at home mom or as I used to say, just a mom. And I will have a nine to five job and do what I love, whatever. And then come home. And then I had Sawyer. And then I was like, Oh, okay. Maybe I don't want to go back to work. Maybe I don't want to spend money on to finish grad school when I don't even know if I'm actually going to use it. So what I do is really fun because I still get to help people in a different way. It may not be through substance abuse counseling, but honestly, I feel like a counselor someday. So yeah, kind of like that. So is it fulfilling the then for you? Oh, for sure. I yeah. absolutely love it. It's something that gives me purpose and passion because like I said, I don't ever want to say just a mom because I love being a mom, but yes. you know, like you need that. You, your passions don't go yep. away when you have kids. Yep. It's so true. Well, yeah. I want to talk about, cause you know, I'd like to jump in on everything, but yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about the trials you have faced in the last few years or just in your lifetime, because we've kind of gone over some stuff, but things that have oh really my gosh. shaped your view of God. 
Oh, where do I start? Okay, <laughs> that's a very broad question. Um, yeah, so basically, like I've told you, Nicole, like I don't have just like a, you know, fall on my face, come to Jesus night where I just transformed overnight. Mine has been piece by piece growing up. Um, I mean, growing up, I kind of had a rough background. My father was an alcoholic. He passed away from an overdose when I was 16. Um, just a rough family background in that way. Um, my mom did the best that she can. She's a single mom. But at the same time, that that came with some difficulties, just not super great family relationships. So that definitely um, caused me to lean on God. I don't ever remember being a time like being angry with God growing up in that situation because it's all that I knew. Mm-hmm. But looking back, I'm like, man, like that was, that, <laughs> that was rough. rough for a kid. It was yeah. rough. Yeah. Sometimes you don't realize that until you're an adult and you're like, oh my gosh, that's not normal. Like right. it's not normal to have family relationships like that. It's not normal to, you know, look at your parents in a certain way. Um, but yeah, so that's growing up. Uh, I guess that's kind of it. But in the last few years, been married for four years and we have just had some really rough times. Like it's not been your fairy tale marriage that you dream about as a little girl. You think you're going to get married and just live happily ever after. And that has not been the case. Um, There's been a lot of struggles. Keith deployed a few years ago and a lot of things just kind of hit the fan, I guess. Um, During that time, found out some things that I was not expecting and I was in a town by myself with no family around, um, didn't have a ton of family, great, like great family relationships at the time. So not a whole lot of people to lean on, not a whole lot of people that I wanted to tell. Um, and I love my husband and we have gone to counseling and we have come really far in that, but I mean, it's definitely tested my relationship with God. I mean, growing up in a rough life and then getting married and you think that's going to be your safe haven and then having something happen all the time, lies and things basically the other shoe dropping every few months and just Uh, keep finding out that this person that you married isn't who you thought they were. And yeah, you, you tend to look at God when those things happen and go, okay, God, like, I know you say you give people the things that they can handle, but like, I had it really rough growing up and I just want normal. Like I just want a happy marriage and a happy family and to not worry if my husband's lying to me or, you know, what they're doing on a TDY or deployment or whatever. And yeah, so he he and I have had some conversations over the last few years, yeah. and I've oh my gosh, on him. yeah, so, I know, I know you know. <laughs> I so the first thing I want to say is, so when you were younger, how did you rely on God when like the world around you that was supposed to be like the home family unit, yeah. of safety? How did you rely on the Lord then? I think the biggest thing is, so my mom worked at a church for twenty one years, and I had some amazing, amazing people pouring into me that weren't my family. Um, my piano teacher, I took piano for like 12 years. It was basically, she was basically like a second mom to me. Um, people like that in my church that were constantly, I have a granny jewel that's not really my granny, but basically people like that, that were just constantly reminding me who and whose I was. Mm. Um, just, it was just the constant reminder of like, I know this is your situation, but this is not who you are. So just being reminded that I could come out of that situation and that my, what my family did and how my family I did, didn't have to be a result of who I would grow up to be and how my relationship with Christ was. How did you let go of like bitterness or you said you weren't really angry, but like when those feelings came, how'd you let that go? 
Yeah, I don't, I don't ever remember a time being angry with God growing up other than, I mean, I have been in the last few years, don't get me wrong. Like I feel like I hit my limit with my marriage, but I've, I always have been angry with my family. Like I have majorly struggled with that. Um, I mean, my siblings didn't come to my wedding, just to be honest. Like there were a lot of things that felt like they were completely out of my control. And, um, it's those late at night times, you know, that like those thoughts start creeping into your head and the enemy starts reminding you like who to be angry at and things that you should say and mean things that you could come back with. And honestly, during those moments, just like literally having to say out loud, like you are not welcome in my head anymore. Like I know that I have a reason to be angry at these people, but it's not doing me any good. Like I can't sleep at night. I can't function is all I'm thinking about. So I'm not perfect at it and I still really struggle with it. But I, I honestly just speaking the enemy out of my house and in my head and yeah. telling him that he is not welcome in my home. I always picture it like um, playing a game of toss and you're just like going back and forth and it's just like yeah. this crazy, awful, destructive um, yes. dysfunctional relationship and you keep going back yeah. and forth. And then you, you're just like, you know what? You get to the point where you throw the ball out and you're just like, I'm going to pop it. I'm going to, I'm going to put it in the garbage, blow up. It's gone. Like we are done. But I think one of the things that I've been learning lately is like, it doesn't even end there, even if you want it to, because there's still another person involved. And Mm -hmm. that part is so hard because it's completely out of your control. So now, even though this like ball in my analogy (laughs) is blown up and gone, you still have to walk away. And yep. like that takes, that takes a lot. Cause sometimes I think you can just stand there and, yeah. but everything comes back and everything, mm-hmm. all the questions. And it's just, it takes so much time. I feel yeah. like, like I'm sure like for what you happens it's taken when a while. Other pers- yeah. And it's like, what happens when that other person isn't willing to say they're sorry or exactly. like, you know, it's really easy, not even easy. It's so hard to reconcile even when the person's saying they're sorry because they still did the thing. And that's exactly. hard enough. Like when trust is gone, that's so hard to go back. That's something we're finding out in our marriage is like, we've been, you know, a whole lot better in the last probably year, but that trust was gone yeah. and crushed. But there's other situations in my life where I'm trying to let go of bitterness. But when the person isn't willing to admit that they did anything wrong, then what? Like, then how, yeah. how do you handle it? That's, that's way harder <laughs> to, oh to let gosh. go of. So how has, cause you've had to do a lot of forgiving, I'm yes. sure. And yes. how has that, how have you even gotten to that point? Besides saying enemy, you are not welcome. Like get out of my house, yeah. you know, like yeah. Jesus, I, close, I, but I think, I think you just have to keep saying it until you actually believe it. And I know that sounds crazy, but, um, I mean, I remember looking at Keith one day, totally breaking down after all this stuff has happened and looking at him and saying, I forgive you. And he's like, do you actually mean that? And I'm like, I don't know, but I'm going to keep saying it until I mean it because we can't expect our hearts just to change overnight. We're human. Right. You know, we don't have, we want to be just like Jesus, but at the end of the day, we're not like, we're not sinless. We're not perfect. Um, but I think the thing that just keeps coming back to me is like reminding myself, okay, well I have to forgive because what if God held a grudge against me? Like I'm holding against this person. Like every time that I've hurt him, that I have walked away from him, I have been sinful. What if he held those same grudges towards me 
what would my life look like? And that doesn't mean you have to go back and be in a relationship with that person if it's super toxic or abusive, but it does mean you have to forgive because if not, like, you know, it literally says forgive, like God forgave us. So, I mean, that's a commandment. Like we have to do that. (laughs) We have to, and it's not easy, but you just have to keep saying it until you believe it because it's like, not speaking it into existence. I feel like that's super secular thing to say, but in a certain (laughs) way, it kind of is like, keep praying on it, keep saying it, keep, keep keep going until your heart changes. Well, and I feel like you exude, because I can see you, but no one else can, but (laughs) I feel like you exude so much, um, so much joy. And I think people who have walked through a lot of stuff that like you have, um, you've walked through a lot and it's like, it affects you for a long time or forever. Mm -hmm. So like, talk to me about this, this joy that you can have to fight literally every day. You just like, don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I, I find joy and things like that. Like this is my happy place. Like talking about deep things, talking about it. It's so healing. Um, yeah. I actually in high school, I would go around and speak to schools about substance abuse and talk about my dad because it was so healing for me to do it. So I love doing stuff like this, but like, I'm going to be honest, like I struggle with depression. I struggle with anxiety. I struggle with those mornings that I don't want to get out of bed because I just look around and I'm like, how in the world? I totally see that in like people's lives that are the most joyful. Mm -hmm. They're also the ones that have like the deepest depression. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, you see it all the time with people who take their own lives. Like you're like, but that person was so joyful. And a lot of times it's, maybe they don't have an outlet or maybe they feel like they have to put on a certain face. And that's kind of been my like mantra, even like on my Instagram stories is like trying to make sure that I show the real side and not just all the happy side because it's okay to not be okay. And talking about it and talking about the fact that you're not okay makes you a little bit more okay (laughs) because you're talking about it and then you realize you're not alone. And that's, I mean, that's why I wanted to do this because it's so important for women out there to know you're not alone in your marriage struggles. You're not alone in your family struggles. You're not alone in, like I said, not wanting to get out of bed in the morning or crying in the shower, you know, because or harboring bitterness because you can't forgive or, somebody. Yeah. yeah. Like it's like, not always puppies and rainbows. <laughs> no, it's not. And I, it's funny because I was going to post this um, Instagram photo about the, oh, what is the quote? You're uh, the darker or the, the greater the storm the brighter the rainbow. Yeah. And I see that everywhere. Okay. It's just mm-hmm. like, it is everywhere. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I don't know if I necessarily believe that because yeah. I don't think we are deserving of all these great things to happen just because yeah. we walked through something hard. And yeah. I don't, I mean, maybe I'm like way reading into it. <laughs> No, it's so true. Like that's believing in like, you know, all this like karma stuff. And I mean, gosh, the last few months have been awful trying to move to Colorado Springs. Like, you know, moving here, like (laughs) the market is insane. Houses go within hours. And we went through eight houses before getting this house. It was, I had so many mental breakdowns and threw my phone across the room at every time I would get another no, because it's exhausting. And everyone kept saying, and I wanted to punch them in the face. This sounds awful, but they kept saying, God just has the perfect house out there for you. It's all going to be, it's all 
going to be worth it. Oh my gosh. And honestly, we're here and I don't love my house that much. We just <laughs> needed a house. And I'm like, you're all like I think when people don't know what to say, they over-spiritualize it and just like play the yeah. God card and it actually yes. makes it worse because yeah. it's all going to be worth it. God's don't got know what yeah. It's like, it's just like a coping mechanism. It's, it's like, yeah. I'm going to say this because it sounds good, but yeah. really it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> or really, I just don't know what to say. So I hope this makes you feel better. <laughs> right. Which we should just say, yeah. wow, I really hope there's a house out there for you. <laughs> I know. And that's what I, that's what I kept telling people. I was like, if I, if I tell you, we didn't get the house again, I just need you to say, wow, that really sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Like, just be sad <laughs> with me. <laughs> yeah. Let me be sad. Let me right. cry. Let me be upset. I'll get over it and I'll start again tomorrow. But for tonight, I need to have my moment and my glass of wine and to probably cry in the shower and then I'll be good. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like you're the type of person that really walks through like the whole process of whatever yeah. trial you're going through. Is that right? Are you kind of like that? Yeah. I'm very obviously like just out there where my husband, he like harbors it and just like, doesn't talk about it. I just, I put my crazy out there. I just let it fly. Cause if not, what's the alternative, you know, like, right. Harboring just, it, thinking, just holding it all in and then that's miserable. Busting. No, I would rather get it out. I, basically what comes through my head, I just say it. So that's how I if am I'm too. upset, it just gets out. I have to get it out. I'll be fine in like 15 minutes. <laughs> right. right now, I just need to get it out. Okay. I don't, are you an Enneagram person? I, I, I know my, I haven't taken the test, but I've like read enough, you know, what do you I think you are? A six. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Some of my best friends yeah. are sixes. I okay. love that. See, there we go. I actually feel like I have a friend in every section. So, which is, I what? feel like <laughs> most people do. Yeah. No, I thought that I might be a, two at some point because they're helpers and I am such a helper. Yeah. I'm like, no, that person seems too chill. And then I thought that maybe I'd be an eight, but I'm like not quite there. But then I found sixes. I'm like super loyal. Like if I say I'm going to do something for you, I it's am happening. going to do it. It's going to happen. I don't care yeah. what I have to do, what process I have to go through. Like it is going to happen, but I can also be really pessimistic and like, I can't you know, too. very distrusting and very cautious. About well, everything. Yeah. So, okay. No wonder. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I hello. Or in their Instagram or if they become their Instagram. See, <laughs> I've always wondered that because I feel like I mean, I've said this before, like I have always been very much like a seven, a mm -hmm. just total people person Yeah, doing a million things, never finishing them, like life of the party, yeah. like 100%. But yeah. I feel like the last year I've like, I'm for sure an eight. Like <laughs> I am. A yeah. Eight. Well, I mean, when your life circumstances change. Right. So I do you think you change. Yep. Yeah. I think you yeah, change. For sure constantly. And yeah, I, that's why I think that my husband and I are like not the biggest Enneagram fans, but because you do change and you're not the same yeah. in every circumstance, obviously, but it is interesting to see, like, I find it interesting to see what people think they are. Mm -hmm. because I don't know much about like every single number. Yeah. I, I don't know about all of them. I just know, like, if somebody posts a cute graphic on Instagram, I just skip to see what the yeah. six is and see if it's accurate. It'd be like, no, that's offensive. Yeah. I'm not a six today. 
Uh, this has been my best, so I'm not this. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not me today. Maybe tomorrow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I do want to say about your marriage, like for you, how in the world has God been the one that you've relied on? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I haven't really had a choice. I mean, being military, I'm not yeah. around family. I don't, you know, like my friends are temporary, honestly. Like I have a great community through my business and everything, but that's it. Like real life friends, those are going to be here and there. I mean, I'm going to move every three years. So honestly, I just feel like it's been, it's been good for me in a way because I can be bad about putting my happiness on other people. Like, Mm. you know, this didn't go well. So I'm just like devastated and just having to remind myself constantly that like, I am a child of God and nothing is going to change that. Not how my husband treats Mm. me, not how crazy my child is that day, not how my family acts towards me um, or belittles me or makes me feel a certain way. None of that matters. At the end of the day, I am still a child of God and that means something. And my happiness and my satisfaction 110% relies on him. And it's not something easy. Like, like you were saying, people just throw those kind of words out there. Like, oh, it's fine. Your happiness yeah, yeah. is on God, not on your husband. But like, you kind of want your husband to make you feel happy. Like right. you want to trust your husband. You want to feel a certain way towards him. You don't want to look at your husband and think, I don't even know who I'm looking at anymore. Like, who am I waking up to every single morning? And I've gone through those phases and just having to constantly remind myself, okay, oh yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he lies to me again, it doesn't, cause that's where my mind goes to. Oh my when gosh. This, How do you do that? Again? It's honestly, cause it was like three, three solid years of just constant, like seriously something else like small or big. It didn't matter at that point. It was just like constantly something. Oh and so at this point, even though I know a lot has changed, it's still like, I know what you're capable of. And so it's still always going to be in my head. So yeah, it's just, okay. Like, okay, what if, what if the worst happens? What if I find out he's lying again? What if I get another message from someone exposing something? What if this, yeah. this, this happens? What then? Yeah. Okay. I'm still a child of God. Like I'm still loved by m- my father. Like yeah. that's something I've had to rely on because I didn't have a great relationship with my real dad growing up. So like, yeah. you know, having to constantly remind myself of him as a, fa- I think I've heard this before where everyone like has a different relationship with God and like they are like, he's their peacemaker. He's their, you know, whatever. Like to me, like God is my father. Like he Mm -hmm. is my dad and looking at it in that kind of relationship, it just puts a whole different aspect of going to him and praying to him. And I mean, I have a give me Jesus journal. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's awesome. And every, it has that little area every morning. That's like, um, be still and know. And it's, you can look at my journal almost every morning. It's like, give me a new perspective on my husband. Help me look at my husband in a different way. Like help me find joy in today. It's, it's just constantly having to go to him and ask, you know, like take those thoughts out of my head. Remember whose I am. Remember that I am yours. And at the end of the day, like nothing else matters. And it's not easy. I'm not saying I do it well every day, right. <laughs> but it is, it's the goal. <laughs> so how has this affected like your view of yourself? I mean, it's hard because even before my husband, like, I had a string of pretty rough relationships. The one right before him was um, honestly pretty abusive and first, first verbally and then physically. And so I didn't go into this relationship, you know, with this like wonderful view of myself anyways. And so after all of this, I've had to step back and go, 
okay, is there something wrong with me? Like I had this really rough past relationship with my family. Um, honestly, since I was like probably 16, I don't even know a solid year or two that they've all, like we've all been speaking and like everyone's been speaking to me all at one time. And so it's like, okay, is there something wrong with me? I'm the black sheep of the family. Okay. Now I'm married and like my husband feels the need to go somewhere else, you know, and like whatever and lie to me here and do this. Like what is wrong with me? Like, obviously I'm doing something wrong. And so that's been a huge, huge struggle. And it doesn't help the moving every three years and not having that like tight knit community of girlfriends to go have wine nights with to like blow steam off. It's just me and Sawyer here all the time. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's been a huge struggle. I was just constantly like, okay, am I just not deserving of a good life? Am I not deserving of that happy ending. And I know it's not ever perfect. I never expected a perfect marriage by any means, but there are some things that you expect. But uh, yeah, I was going to say there, there's a few things there. (laughs) Yeah. There's a few expectations. Yeah, just a few. (laughs) So I guess for you then you've just had to go back to knowing the truth, knowing who you are, that's all been planted in you at that young age with these people that God has surrounded you with. And so I can see like the thread of Jesus in your life, you know, of all through all the ups and downs, like he's, like you said, not only been your father, but I'm sure like your, your rock, like the only thing that is true and stable. Yeah. Cause you're (laughs) saying very stable. Yeah. Oh my gosh, girl. So what would you say to women who are walking through similar situations as Mm -hmm. you and not doing well? Okay. So the first thing that I would say, well, number one, if it's marriage wise, find a good Christian counselor, a Christian counselor. That is so, so important. We had a wonderful counselor in Georgia who was an older um, lady and and she was very biblically based and not afraid to tell tell you like it is. And that's so important when looking for a counselor, um, someone who's going to be brutally honest with you. Yeah. Um, so that that definitely helped because it helped uncover things that we didn't even know were there. And so as far as that goes, marriage-wise, absolutely do not be afraid of counseling. Like I, I hear people all the time like, well, it's so embarrassing. Get over yourself. embarrassing. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, I've had that. I've, I've had people tell me that, especially like talking about going to church counseling or whatever. When Man. I found out things while my husband was deployed, the first place I went was to the church. Right. Was to back to the man who did our premarital counseling. I was at that church at 8 a.m. when the doors opened, and I was like, you're going to let me in because yeah. <laughs> I had nobody. Like, I sat in his chair, cried my eyes out. Like, this man had known me for six months. I mean, I didn't care. I knew he was right. still going to see me every Sunday morning. I don't care. Yep. Um, so that get over, get over your pride, go see a counselor. Don't be afraid to admit that things aren't perfect. Cause that is where real destruction happens is when you continue to act like things are perfect and you're not willing to put your pride down and fix them because mm-hmm. they're probably, I mean, there are probably things that both people can fix at all times and yeah. work on and Absolutely. do something. So, and then the second thing I would say, well, three things, second thing, find like one person that you can really confide in that you're not worried about them going and talking to someone else about it or running their mouth or judging you or bashing your husband. But that's a big thing. Like you don't want them to bash your husband because if you work things out and you want to support, you, yeah. you want them to still be able to come over for dinner and not act weird towards them or not act like they're terrible people. And yeah. that I've, I've been able to find, um, 
at least one person that I, she's gone through some things in her marriage too. And so we can confide in each other. And it's been such a blessing to be able to help someone who I know isn't going to judge anything in in the situation. And then number three is just get into your Bible. Like, because the world is going to tell you all these things. You turn on Netflix and it's like, you're not happy in your marriage. Go get a divorce. You're single at 40. Yay. So exciting. Oh my gosh. You just see it over and over and over and over. And if you listen to that, you will fall into it or like, you know, Oh, well, you know, your husband did something to you. Okay. Well go cheat on him. Like it's fine. You just did it to each other. It's so sad what the world tells us. Yeah, exactly. And And it's so loud. My devotional this morning actually had the verse of, you know, do not conform to the world, but be transformed by your mind. And that's, that's just something you have to tell yourself over and over. If you listen to the world, the world's going to tell you to give up on your marriage, to go find a new hot man to hang out with and whatever. But the Bible is going to tell you exactly how to handle your marriage. Like God did not give us these troubles without giving us a handbook to go by to follow. Not saying it's always going to be easy. Not saying you're going to open your Bible right away and find the perfect answer to (laughs) your marriage, but it may give you peace for that one day. And then you take it the next day and the next day. Yep. Oh girl, you got so much wisdom and (laughs) I feel like you're even helping me just like the whole forgiveness thing is, and it's hard. Oh my gosh. It's so hard. And constantly remembering that you are a child of God first, that he's always the stable one. It just is so, it's so good because we do have expectations on people and Mm you do go into marriage with expectations and you have expectations for yourself and you have expectations for what everything's going to look like with this person and this life mm-hmm. and whatever. But a lot of times it doesn't end up like that. And I, being a believer is really hard. And mm-hmm. I don't think people say that enough because yeah. we should say like joy and suffering, Jesus is our everything. And while that's true, it's really hard to die to yourself and yeah. completely say, my life is yours, Lord. Do what you will. I want to be made more like Jesus. And that mm-hmm. is very humbling. <laughs> and unfortunately, there's so many churches out there now that like spread the prosperity gospel and they're all about, Ugh. you know, like, Oh, if you just, if you tithe, if you pray, then you're going to get everything. And it's just setting Christians up for failure. It is setting Christians to end up turning away and walking around away from the faith. Because if you look in the Bible, God never told anybody it was going to be easy ever. Like God bless. Look at all of his disciples, the way that they died. Like nobody ever in the Bible had a nice, easy life that changed right. the world. I know. Where did we even get that? I ju- it just makes me think like on judgment day. It sounds good. Cause yeah. it makes, it makes people happy. It sounds good. Yeah. So, we need to stop with the feel good messages and talk about the truth. Amen. And it's not always pretty along the way. So no. and yep. you might not get as many followers. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we always end the show by giving you a few minutes to share what you're passionate about or working on so we can stay posted with you. Okay. So like I said, I'm a health and fitness coach um, and I really love to bring the faith into it. So um, if you've ever heard of Beachbody, that's the company that I work under. And honestly, I always thought that it was super scammy and <laughs> didn't want to be any part of it. I did the workouts for like three years, but honestly, after having Sawyer, it has just been such a great outlet to be, especially to help other mamas who find themselves. I struggled with postpartum depression and Mm -hmm. working out was my sanity. Um, don't get me wrong. I have been on, you know, the anti-anxiety medications (laughs) and all the things that they are 
praise Jesus for those yeah. when you need them. Um, but honestly, finding myself again, having those yeah. in those 30 minutes a day to just have myself back and to do something good for my body. And I found an outlet in that to be able to spread the gospel, share Jesus, and also help women like have a healthier relationship with fitness and exercise and the way that they look at themselves in yeah. the mirror, because it is, fitness is not about a size. It is not about looking perfect in your swimsuit. Like I'm right. never going to have a six pack and I am totally okay, yeah. okay with that. <laughs> I birthed a child. I had a child inside of me for 10 months. Okay. Not nine, 10. I know <laughs> I'm not going to ever look like that, you know, like, and that's okay. It's about giving glory to God with the way that we take care of our bodies. It's having, breaking those chains with dieting or overeating or anything like that. Um, that just holds us back from being able to be the best that we can for the Lord because we have these shackles holding us. And like I said, that can go one way or the other. That can go over-exercising and dieting and restricting yourself too much or, you know, feeling like you're too lazy and you can't do anything and you don't feel good and you're overeating. It can go either side. So I just love helping women. I love encouraging them. I love getting down to the real reason why women want to lose weight and starting there and encouraging them that, you know, like I said, you're a child of God, no matter what size you are, no matter yeah. how, you know, whatever it is, but that doesn't mean you have to leave it that way. Like if you don't feel good, you can, you can feel better. You can work on yourself. You can be healthy for your kids. That's my biggest motivation is to be healthy and to be around for a really, really long time. Um, for Sawyer and to teach him how to love healthy foods, but also eat the cupcake because life yes. is too short not to, you yes. know, and to have that balance. balance. So yeah, that's my, that is my passion is to just help other women find joy and health and fitness and find their balance and to feel freedom rather than restriction. Yep. Oh, I love that. And what is your Instagram handle? We will all, uh, I will tag it so that we can all. Yeah. So it's just Anna Bay Hutchison. All Perfect. one, all one word. I'll link it for everybody Yay. so you can click it. Although I did last time I looked, my link wasn't working. And I was like, what is that? Oh, no. But it's fine. People can find you regardless. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yes, make sure. it's all one name. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time. And yeah, not only – Thank you for having me. Well, I loved it. And not just like taking the time, but being honest and open. Mm -hmm. And I think people are sick of hearing the typical, like, oh, I got stuck in traffic today and my kid had a blowout, like that type of hard stuff. While that yeah. is hard in the moment and it's yes. hard to have patience, it's hard to have messed up plans. Like I get yeah. that, but to go deeper into like why we are the way that we are and the things that we're working mm -hmm. on in the past sometimes come up in the future and yes. God is working all this out and helping us in everything and just like seeing that thread of Jesus. So thank you for being open of and course. so honest. And I just, I love it. Thank you, girl. Yeah, of course. I love, I love doing it. I hope that it can reach one woman that is struggling. It will. It so will. And thank you guys for taking the time to even listen to this podcast and we will see you next time. Bye. You've been listening to episode 16 of the Embracing Chaos podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Go find Anna on Instagram, rate and subscribe to this podcast. And that would be so amazing. Hope you guys have a wonderful week.